0: We're going to have some fun today. I'm excited about being with you. We're going to have some fun. We started our series, Radically Normal, last week that um, Jesus was a radical. The word means far-reaching, extreme, out of the ordinary, and He is calling us to live in such a way where radical is normal. Last week we talked about radically normal faith, and today we're talking about Radically normal love. So this is what we're going to do. Years ago, I used to listen to this radio show called The John Boy and Billy Show. It was not a Christian show, but it wasn't terrible. But I used to listen to it because it was funny. And they would do this segment once a week called the Stoopy Quiz, where they would have this quiz and you would get answers A, B, or C. And the answer was always C. So we're going to do this Stoopy Quiz. The theme is love. And if you're playing at home, and I hope you are, the answer is always C. No matter what you think, feel, whatever, the answer is C. So here we go. The theme is love. We're talking about love language, words that make you feel loved. Ready? A, I love you. All right. B, I'm sorry. Okay. Or C, go dogs. And the answer is C people, the answer is C. I feel loved when I hear the words go dogs. I know some of you are thinking, let's get Scott back. Where's Scott, who's this guy? Let's get the tall guy, let's get the young guy, let's get the bald guy, let's get any guy but this guy. But all right, we'll move on. The next one, movies, love movies. Movies that have romantic love, love story. Here we go. A, Titanic, 1997, Titanic, great movie. B, love hard, 2021. Or C, the replay of the University of Georgia winning the national championship. And the answer is C. The answer is C, people. I know you're thinking, oh, whatever. All right, we'll go to love songs. Let's go to love songs. Here we go. All right, love songs. Here we go. A, all of me by John Legend. B, can't help falling in love by Elvis Presley. Scott, I put that in there for you. Or C, Go Georgia Bulldogs by the Georgia Redcoat Marching Band. Go Georgia Bulldogs. And the answer is C, Go Georgia Bulldogs. Hey, it's been 40 years, people. I'm excited. Talking about radical love today. And, you know, we think about love in songs and in movies and words. But I've got a story today from God's Word that speaks of radical love, this far-reaching love, this extreme love, this out-of-the-ordinary love. And it comes from Mark 2, and I'm going to read you just a segment of the story, and then we're just going to break it down, talking about this radically normal love that you and I, as Christ followers, are supposed to have in our lives. Jesus said this. Jesus says, they'll know you're my followers by the way you love. He said that. So as followers of Jesus, that Jesus had this unbelievably Uh, incredible ability to love people, that he just loved. And that when Jesus comes in our life, that that ought to be the mark of our life, that people know that we're followers of Jesus Christ simply the way that we love. And so the story in Mark 2, it says when Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, now Jesus had been healing, he had been teaching. It says the news quickly spread that he was back home. Soon the house to where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room. So in that uh, culture, there was kind of open door policy. If somebody came in, then everybody came in. It was uh, community oriented. And so they packed the house because Jesus is there. And they've heard that he has the power to heal, to work miracles, that he's this teacher. He's not uh, someone who just teaches like reading things, but he teaches with authority is one of the words that is used to describe him. And it is so full, it says there's no more room even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head and then lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my son, my child, your sins are forgiven. Now, this is an incredible story of just a radical love. Of, of You'd have to imagine of a church service, like being in one of our services and someone cutting a hole in a roof and lowering somebody. Now, you would just think, man, that is extreme. That is far-reaching. That's incredible. But they did this because they loved this guy. They did this because they heard that Jesus was in town, that he was in the area, and that he could possibly heal their friend who had been paralyzed. The Scriptures don't say how long, but I think since birth. That's radical love. That's a love that speaks volumes. Well, how do you and I have this radically normal love in our life? What does it take? What's involved in that? We're going to walk through this. First thing is this, is that radically normal love sacrifices. Now, I love that phrase right there. There's a phrase that says, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. Did they carry him two blocks Did they carry him two miles? Was he a heavy man? I know he's paralyzed, but could he have been heavy? I don't know. But I do know that they made some sacrifices to get him in front of Jesus. I think about radically normal loves, this this concept of just sacrificing, that if you're going to love somebody, there's always sacrifice. Years ago, when my kids were little, My oldest, Marissa, she had this bear. His name was Billy, and she carried Billy everywhere. And I remember one time we were on a trip, and we were headed home, and we'd already taken off home, and I don't remember where we were at, but I remember her saying, where's Billy? Now, this is just a stuffed bear. And she was crying and everything, and I was thinking, oh, man, what am I going to do? And this is not my nature, but I turned around and went and got Billy. And I didn't go get Billy because I loved Billy. I went and got Billy because I loved Marissa. You see, a radically normal love sacrifices. That it does things that are extreme, that are out of the ordinary, that seem crazy at times. And if you're gonna have this kind of love that Jesus says that we're supposed to have, that man, we are supposed to love people and it's supposed to be radical, then it's it's gonna be a sacrifice of time It's going to be a sacrifice of effort. I think about them carrying this guy. It's going to be a sacrifice of resources. Sacrifice of what if, fear, maybe failure. You're putting yourself out on a limb here. We're going to talk about it in a second. And sometimes it can even be a sacrifice of community. See, this paralyzed guy, he was considered to be unclean. He wasn't allowed to be in the community of believers because he was paralyzed. Because it was looked at in his culture that this, uh, the reason why he was paralyzed was because of some sort of sin that he had committed or some sort of sin in his family. And by them associating with the paralyzed men, they were going to become unclean as well. And they were going to be excluded from community for a while until they were made ceremonially clean. But make no mistake about it that if you and I are going to love... If we're going to have this kind of radical love in our lives that Jesus had, then it requires sacrifice. There's a scripture that says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. That's radical. You see, Jesus Christ gave up his life for us, not because of how good we are. And he didn't wait till we got our stuff together but he gave up his life for us before we ever had an opportunity to do anything he just simply died for us but the scripture goes on and says in 1 john 3:16 so we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters sacrifice so if you're going to have this radically normal love that's going to be uh, just compelling world changing life changing where we're reaching out to other people, then it's going to take sacrifice. The second thing is that radically normal love overcomes barriers, overcomes barriers. I, I just When I was thinking about this scripture, I was thinking about this uh, uh, these guys. They're carrying, and I could think about how excited they are. We're taking our friends. Hey, Jesus town. Hey, you're going to be healed. It's going to be great. And then it says they run into barriers. They can't get to him because of the crowd. And a lot of times when you want to do something for the Lord, a lot of times when you're loving somebody, a lot of times when you're sacrificing, we think it's going to be easy. And the truth is, you're going to run into barriers. It's probably not going to be easy. And I started to think about the barriers here in the story. They can't get to Jesus because of the crowd, so they climb up onto the roof. And in those days, there was usually a stairway. The buildings were together, a stairway, leading to the roof. And so I started to think about two barriers, what's in front of you, and then what's above you. And what's in front of us uh, are like physical barriers, like like just, I'm not smart enough. Or my resources, I don't have enough. Or what other people say, or, or they're in a way like this physical wall of barriers. And that's in front of us, and we see those barriers. And sometimes things just seem overwhelming. We think, man, I could never do that. I can't help this person. I've run this barrier. And I, I could see the, these, these four guys are carrying them in Jesus, and, and they run into this physical wall of the crowd, and I could see they could easily just say, man, we're sorry, we tried. The crowd's too big. We're just going to take you back home. Just how disappointing that would be. And we've all got barriers in front of us. But then there's also barriers that are over top of us. And, and these, these are barriers of, of like emotion or, or spiritually or, or our past or fear. Uh, of Just when we, we sacrifice to God, when we're trying to do something for God and things aren't happening the way we want, we start to have all these things that are over us and we just think it's not going to happen. This is not going to happen. I've made a mistake. Or, or where is God in this? Why isn't He helping me? I want to share some thoughts with you here. God does His best work when there are barriers. When you read the Scriptures, God does His best work when there are barriers. When you choose to love someone, to radically love someone, when you choose to sacrifice and you're going to try to help somebody, you're going to probably face barriers. But God does His best work in the midst of barriers. I think about the Scriptures like when they went to the Red Sea, the the people of Israel, the Red Sea was a barrier. God does His best work, part of the Red Sea. David and Goliath, God helps David defeat Goliath. The, the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, God is with them. And then I even think when Jesus died, when Jesus died on the cross, He's placed in the tomb. God does His best work in barriers. He rolls away stones. He creates openings. And the Scripture says, Dear children... Let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. See, sometimes as Christ followers, sometimes as church people, we talk a good game on love. It sounds easy. But a lot of times, we give up way too quickly. We have this nudging by the Holy Spirit or we see a need, or we see someone who needs help, and and we immediately feel drawn. And we may be willing to sacrifice, but when things don't happen the way we think they should, or at the pace or the speed that they should, it's really easy to give up. Listen to me, don't give up. God does His best work in your life and the lives of other people in the midst of barriers. Chuck Swinzall said this, as we are all faced with a series of great opportunities, brilliantly disguised as impossible situations. Listen to me, God does his best work. God does the possible with impossible situations. Radically normal love overcomes barriers. Keep going, stay in there, trust the Lord. So radically normal love sacrifices, radically normal love overcomes barriers. And then here's the last part. I want, I want to drill down on this part. Radically normal love results in more than what is expected. It results in more than is expected. See, these guys bring the paralyzed guy to Jesus. I love this story. I love this part of it because you can read it and it just seems so funny that they bring this guy. He's paralyzed to Jesus. They lower him down. They go through all this trouble lowering him down, cutting a hole in the roof and everything like that. And they lower him down and you think they are going to say that Jesus can say, man, you're healed. Jump up. And he does say it in a minute. But Jesus' first words out of his mouth are, My son, my child, your sins are forgiven. And I can almost see one of the guy, one of the four guys going, Hey, Jesus, he's paralyzed. Doesn't need his sins forgiven. He needs to be healed. And I wonder what they were thinking in that moment. But Jesus always says the right words at the right time. He knows that in this culture, as I said at the beginning, that the people believe that sickness came from sin. a result of sin, your sin, somebody else's sin. And not only that, they they had this saying that a person could only be healed when all their sins were forgiven. I want to stop here for a second. Sometimes religious people say the meanest things. Sometimes well-intentioned people that are supposed to love and care for us hurt us the greatest. And I've got my own share of hurts that I've caused over my life. But I want to talk to you for just a second. If you've had something bad happen to you, tragedy, some unexplainable event. And you've been told that it's your fault because you've sinned. I'm sorry. I think about Job. When Job had lost everything, his family, everything, just all these bad things that happened to him, his three friends come around and they immediately tell him, say, it's your fault, you've sinned. And if you feel like that's happened to you, by someone in the church or religious community. I want you to know I'm sorry. I also want you to know that's not true. And what I love about the story is that Jesus immediately addresses this. He looks at the paralytic and Mark 2, 10 and 11, he says, So I will prove to you that the Son of Man, and Jesus often referred to himself as the Son of Man, it's an Old Testament term for who is going to be the Son of God, has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. Just an incredible event that Jesus heals the man, and he forgives the man. And I think about this paralytic who who his whole life been told, you're paralyzed and it's your fault and you're never going to be healed. You're never going to be made whole. And a lot of times what I love about the story is this is our story. This is our story that we've got these hurts, these habits, these hangups. We've got these mistakes we've made or we've had these bad events that have happened in our life that are not our fault and we've been told you're never going to be made whole. You'll never be healed. You'll never be forgiven. And here's the great part of the story is that this story is your story, my story, that Jesus Christ... That He came to this earth to save, forgive, and to make whole. You can be made whole today. It's by placing your faith in Jesus. This is your story. This is my story. God always does more than what we think. These guys are thinking they're going to bring the paralyzed man to be healed, and he was but He was also forgiven. And I'm telling you, when you and I love radically, when we have this radically normal love in our life, when we sacrifice, when we keep going and don't give up, God's going to do more than you believe. He's going to do more than you expect. You may think I'm just helping this person with some food, or you may think I'm just giving somebody a ride, or you may think I'm just being kind, but God's doing more behind the scenes. He's working, drawing people to Himself. Drawing people, revealing Himself of who He is through you through our acts of love, through our radically normal love. It's compelling. This is what the church was known for. This is what drew people to the community of the church in the midst of persecution. This is what drew people who were opposed to the church. They saw how Christ followers act, how they loved. And it'll draw people today. You know, we've spent the last several months praying for people who we consider to be our ones, people we wanted to see come to faith, praying for them. Listen, keep praying, but keep loving that you and I are to live in such a way that, man, we are overwhelmingly compelling to them. And people may say, you know, I don't don't believe like him. Man, that guy... He loved me through a time that was very difficult. Or I I don't know about her and that church thing, but man, her kindness and her love. When no one else was helping him, she was there. And that's the kind of life that Christ is calling us to. You know, a lot of times as Christ follows, we're real good at giving Bible verses or pat answers or, or sometimes telling people it's their fault. But Jesus is calling us to follow His model and love people, sacrifice, overcome barriers. And there's a scripture in Ephesians 3 that talks about that God always does more. Ephesians 3:20 says, "Now all glory to God, who is able through His mighty power, at work within us to accomplish indefinitely more indefinitely more than we ask or think that god wants to work through you and he wants to do more than you could ever imagine but we've got to love we've got to love radically we've got to sacrifice we've got to keep the faith and keep going and overcome barriers and then watch god do more than we ever dreamed I wanna pray for you today. A couple of thoughts here. If you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, never understood, listen to me. He loves you. Loved you all the way to the cross. Paid the penalty for our sins. Offering to us a chance to be forgiven, a chance to be made whole. You've made mistakes, listen, I have too. Or maybe you've had a series of bad events and you've been wondering where God is. Listen, he's right here. Calling out to you, place your faith in him. I want to pray for you in just a moment. And then the second prayer is this: I want to pray for the rest of us. That you and I, listen to me, we would be known in this community as people who love. Unconditionally, radically, sacrificially, never giving up, looking to help people and watch what God does. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. Well, we thank you that you love us. We read this, sometimes it's hard for us to believe that you could love us that way, but Lord, you do. You loved us, you came down to this earth, you went to the cross, you suffered and died, offering to us forgiveness and a chance to be made whole. Lord, I pray for the person today that's listening. for whatever reason, they've resisted placing their faith in you. Maybe it's because they've never heard about you, maybe they've never known, maybe they've had a bad experience with church. What I pray today, that they would hear these words and know that you love them and you offer up forgiveness to them, that you want to save them if they will follow you and place their trust in you today and Lord I pray for those of us who are part of the Jesus community Lord, I pray that people would when they think of us when they see us they would consider us people who love well who love radically Lord, place in us a calling, a desire to sacrifice so that people can know You. So that we can meet the needs of our brothers and sisters. So that we can be a compelling force in this world. That You're real. Lord, help us to live in such a way that radically normal love is normal for us. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.